Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. This might be my very most unique episode. I just said that very backwards, but it truly might be the most unique episode that we will ever do on this show. And I met this incredible woman that I'm about to introduce to you guys a few months ago, back in early March, um, speaking at an event for Cindy Ertman. And if you guys have ever experienced that like magic when you're in the room with someone else and you're like, I don't know, I don't know who you are. I have no idea what you do, but like, I just know I'm supposed to know you. Um, That is who this woman is to me. So Stacia Weishar, I am so honored to have you here. Um, Not only are you a badass originating branch manager in the mortgage space, uh, but you're a wife, you're a mom, you are killing it in the coaching space. I know so many people who um, are originators who look up to you heavily. I just got off a call with someone talking about you and and how you were running a training for them. And um, it's just so cool to know you and to be in your space and to, to have had the opportunity to spend that time with you. So I would love it if you would tell my entire audience, who are you and why do they need to know you like I do? <laughs> oh, Michelle, I just, I like virtual hug you right now, my friend. Yeah. You're, I feel the same way about you. Um, you are a powerhouse and it's always wonderful to be connected to amazing women and leaders like yourself. So thank you. That was really sweet. Um, I, um, I'm excited to be here today. I, I am a, I would say first and foremost, I, I am an entrepreneur. Um, just like just like many of you listening to this are. I, I call myself maybe an entrepreneur because I work for a company, but definitely have an entrepreneur spirit. Um, I am a wife to my amazing husband, Marty, and I am a mother to my two amazing kids, Bowen and Benton, um, two boys. And I'm constantly like, please don't kill yourself or get another concussion because we've already had four. Okay. So no more concussions. That's to my littlest one. Um but uh, I'm also a uh, uh, somebody who's super passionate about the mortgage industry. I, I fell into it just solely by accident, um, really, truly. And that's a, there's a story behind that. But I think a lot of people fall into this industry by accident. I talk to people every day and everybody has different stories. I've heard, I cut off my thumb. Um, I was working at the front desk and, uh, you know, I left college and I came here. And so it's like, everybody kind of trips into this industry, which I think is fascinating. Nobody like wakes up and says, I'm going to be a mortgage professional. Um, but I really am passionate about this space and I'm super excited to be here because, um, well, you're just a badass, Michelle. So it's always fun to talk to you and hang out with you. <laughs> uh, well, I, I a hundred percent reciprocate that because I remember meeting you and I didn't, I hadn't actually met you yet. Like I was just in the same room as you. And, um, I was wildly, uh, intimidated is a good word. I was trying to think of a better way of saying that, but there really wasn't one, um, I have, I, you know, I walked into that room very confident in what I was there to do and who I was as the entrepreneur that I am. But when Cindy was introducing you the way that Cindy does, and when everyone around you is talking about an individual, the way that they talk about you, um, it kind of creates that feeling in you of like, I'm a very small fish next to this very, very, very big one. And it's, um, it makes you feel inferior. And I think that part of that 
is why I think this conversation is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously I am not inferior. You and I ended up having an amazing time and we had a great conversation afterwards. And there's a reason why, you know, we're here. Um, but a lot of people in the mortgage industry right now specifically feel that inferiority on social media. And so that's really what I want to talk about is why, right? Because at the end of the day, like you are just you and I am just me. And we're two people who needed to know each other and we're totally different. Right. But at the same time, we both have this, oh, well, she's a badass and I don't feel like that. Well, I think you're a badass and I don't feel like that kind of feeling. So (laughs) I'm just curious how you where does your head and your heart go when you feel that or when you know that other people are feeling that right now? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody is feeling that in this, in this economy right now, you know, it's really difficult to wake up in the morning and compare where you've been to where you're currently at to maybe thinking about where you're going and not having, you know, fear and concern about that. Uh, I think those are really real feelings. Um, It's interesting. Every conversation I'm in, even with clients right now, with with um, business partners, with clients, with my team, like everybody has this like fear, right? I think there's an underlying kind of like energy out there right now that just feels a little bit heavy. And a lot of it, I think, is because people lost, we've, we've totally lost control right, during a pandemic that was for not, you know, completely unforeseen. And so because of that, I do think that people have a little bit of a, you know, just this, like they're on edge, so to speak, right? And so, um when you talk about like comparison, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. Like it just truly is like, you cannot compare yourself to anybody else. And, um, you can't necessarily be in a position to, um, walk into a room, see somebody else, listen to somebody else talk and start going, I I don't say it that way. I don't do it that way. Oh my gosh my numbers don't reflect that, or I don't run my business this way, or I don't have a team this size, or I don't have this many clients. All of those things are components to this where it's comparison. And when you compare yourself, you're removing joy from your life. Um, I can go back to being six years old. Uh, I had this doll called people doll. (laughs) She was the size of my like little six-year-old body. She currently lives in a plastic bin in her garage. And my husband has said, can we just get rid of this thing? And I'm not, I'm not a materialistic person. I, I, I don't attach like memories or things, you know, feelings to things. Like I'm, I, I'm not that person, I'm not a horror, but I'm like, don't you dare touch that doll. So I can go back to this minute. Have, I had people doll and like, like hugging her and stuff. And there's this curtain. It's like flapping inside of my, in my side of the room. And there's this beeping on the other side and, um, commotion and people and stuff. And, um, I can, I can remember being really scared, like just like, it makes my heart pound right now. Actually makes me cry a little bit going back to that, like little six-year-old child. And, um, the the kid that I was sharing the hospital room with didn't, didn't come out and I did. And I, at six years old, to like understand what it means to exist and to not exist in a very, very clear fashion. That's scary. Um, but that was my, that was my limbic brain. Why moment like that changed the rest of my life forever to like, understand what it means to be alive, to understand what it means to not exist. Uh, I didn't really realize that at six years old, it took me a journey to get there into my thirties really. But, um, you know, when I think about listening to people on stage, when I think about people in this industry, I don't, I'm not, I'm guilty of comparing myself to other people. I mean, I'm guilty of like having the, Oh, what if, Oh, why don't I, but I also remember that I am who I am. 
And I'm a unique little unicorn, just like you're a unique little unicorn, just like we all are. We're really human and we're special in the way we do things. Um, and so when I sit and think about that, I think, gosh, I'm, I'm really great at what I do and who I am and what I've accomplished. And I'm proud of that. Um, but I haven't done it alone. I have an amazing team of people around me. Um, I, I love my team. I'm not successful on my own accord. It's always about the people who are around you that make you successful too, right? So don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare yourself to your past, right? I think especially that's a hard thing to do. Like, oh, I remember when, or I remember I did. Be present where you're at right now. Be present in the moment that you're in. And I think that oftentimes that's a really difficult place to be because we can also go forward into like that, oh, what's to come. And like, that's that fear, fear position. Um, comparing is a fear position. Going backwards in time is fear position. Just be where you're at and control what you can control in the moment that you're in. Yeah. Uh, I'm just envisioning right now in my brain, my brain's doing like that, that the graph thing right? Where it like goes way up and then yeah. it comes down a little bit and then it goes back up and then it comes down a little bit and then it keeps, and it's like the growth curve, right? And, or like the iceberg mm-hmm. gift that, or graphic, if you will, that's out there that everybody likes to post where like success yeah. is all the stuff that's underwater, right? Um, exactly. It, it's so true. And I've been in business for almost nine years. Uh, Stacia, I'm not sure how long you've been in business, but I'm going to met. It, guess it's longer than my nine years. Um, but what that has taught me in all of this is who I was nine years ago is not who I am today. And even if I look at my balance sheet and I'm like, dude, we're having hundred thousand dollar months. Like that's badass. I still look at that and I'm like, well, well, right. And I'm like still doing that whole, like, it's not what I want it to be. It's not what I want it to be. Um, and it's funny because I had my moment of like just remaining very, very present on a coaching call of my own recently, where my coach was like, do you remember what the conversation was three years ago that we were having? And, you know, and I remember having like my first $20,000 month and I got to hire another employee and I was like, Oh my gosh, I've made it. I've arrived. Right. Yeah. Like (laughs) fast forward three years and it, your life is wildly different, but I think we forget that so much. And I know I definitely forget it because I'm so constantly in the hunt for how can I be better and how can I do more and how can I be better at what I'm trying to do. Um, but I talked to somebody and I'm really curious what your thought is on this. Cause I talked to somebody, um, and she specifically stated, she goes, you know, Michelle, last year I did 120 million in mortgage purchase business. It was my best year of my entire mm-hmm. career. And the market that I'm in, it's very bougie. And the people here have a very different expectation of how a loan originator should operate. And so I'm worried going into this year, and we're about halfway through, I'm worried that this year is not going to look like last year because of insert XYZ excuse, right? Or XYZ reason. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because she's, you know, I had my best year ever, but, and it's like, well, how are you doing this year? She goes, well, I'm at like 47 million. And I was like, okay, well, how did you do the year before your best year ever? Right. And so it's like, can we go backwards and appreciate what we've done? Well, and I think it's true. Like, I mean, people who are really driven like yourself, um, I'm, I'm definitely wired this way too. Um, you have to take those moments and just celebrate you. The the crazy thing, and especially in the mortgage industry is, is that, you know, 40% of my business is truly out of my control. It's really out of my control. And as an entrepreneur, that's really hard for me to accept, but I've gotten very comfortable with accepting that. 
um, because I can't control 40%. I can control 60% and I'm really good at controlling the 60% and I'm constantly improving. I'm adjusting that flywheel. I'm getting better and better at my craft every day. I'm thinking about things differently, but this 40%, the economy, the feds, debt ceiling, I mean, you know, you interest rates, you know, no inventory, you, you name it, that is out of my control completely. And so I can't control that. I can educate myself on it. I can lean into it. I can understand it. I can be an expert on the content. I can educate my clients on it. But this 40% over here is out of my control. So rather than like being a thief of the success that I have based on the, the past and having amazing years in the past and having great success and then looking at this year and being like, ah, it's not the same. Of course, it's not the same because this 40% over here can dictate that. And so to be aware of that and to understand that, you know, it's almost, it's like, it's kind of like taking a deep breath. You're like, oh, okay. So it's just 60% I can't control. And so oftentimes in the mortgage industry, I think that people are constantly just like, they're trying to control the hundred percent and you just can't do that. And that's okay. That's okay. Okay. And it's also okay to have a moment of joy and success. You know, I'm one of those people too. It's like, okay, we did it and let's move on. Let's keep going. Like what's next? Like where, where are we going? And I have to remind myself, it's a skill that I've, I've had to work on. And I'm, I give myself like a C at it, quite honestly, we did a good job. <laughs> I did a good job. My team did a good job. Okay. We are like, and, and celebrate that success in that moment versus just moving on to what's next. Um, and so I think people that are driven just kind of tend to just move on to what's next. Right. I've, I've talked to, I coach top producers across the U S who do more business than I do. I coach people who do less business than I do. It doesn't matter. Everybody is feeling exactly the same way. And more, more importantly, like I was talking to this amazing top producer, one of the top producers in the United States and was like, I, my goal was this. And I had to drop it in half this year because, and it's killing me. And I go, well, that's the 40% you can't control. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? I can control every, and I'm like, you, you can't. <laughs> You cannot. So that's a, that's a good thing to feel. Right. And then, and that gives you a place of like feeling, I like to say safe. So it's like a feeling of safety. I feel safe. I am safe. I'm okay. I'm good. I got this. You know, I was listening to, um, a, another woman in our industry, who's an influencer and leader and coach and just saying, you know, I had to let go of my team. And it was like, I didn't do enough. There's that feeling that we carry. I think, especially as women, I didn't do enough. Um, and so, you know, I didn't do enough and I felt that as a mom, <laughs> I felt that as a wife, I felt that as a leader in this space, I felt that as an originator, I felt that like I didn't do enough. And, um, I think that's like the, that's the heavy stuff and that's the guilty stuff. And it's like, I didn't do enough. I didn't wake up at three in the morning. I didn't do enough. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh sleep until seven, girl, you got this. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But that guilt that we carry around, um, can be really hard. Um, and the, the, I didn't do enough. Stop saying that because you did, and you are doing enough and it's okay to pivot. And it's okay to do less. It's really okay. You know, yeah. you don't have to be like, you don't have to, you don't have to always be the top. You don't have to. You know, you, you get to choose what you want to do, especially as entrepreneurs. Well, and I also think that particular woman, I, you know, whoever you're speaking of, like I, if I had to guess, 
that same individual doesn't really enjoy not being the best, right? She's, she's always been that way. She's always been at the top. She's really always felt all of those feelings. And I can certainly relate to that. Like I've always wanted to feel those things. Um, you know, I think I've always worked as hard as I've worked because you want to feel that way, right? You want to prove to the rest of the world that you can be what so many probably didn't expect you to be. Um, but one of the things that I've really come to peace with, uh, my husband and I made an executive decision and this goes to all of the wives and all of the moms and, and all of the people who are running females who are running businesses and even men, honestly, because I think men mm. truly, I think men deal with it too. I think they just talk about it maybe less or definitely less than we do. Um, uh-huh. but my husband and I had a really, really serious conversation about my travel schedule, right? And knowing that mm-hmm. my speaking career has picked up dramatically, um, what does that mean, right? Because I also have a 20-month-old, almost 21 months, which is wild. Um, mm-hmm. But because I have that, where are my priorities, right? Like, can I go keep finding more money and doing more things? And can I go speak more and more so that the company can make more and more? For sure, I could do that. But honestly, at almost 33 years old, I don't want to. And some people might be like, what do you mean you don't want to? Like, now's the time you got to grind. Like, no, it's not right. Because I, I'm making the decision as a business owner. And more importantly, as a wife that loves my marriage and values my marriage and also values my relationship with my son and hopefully another one at some point that I I'm not going to miss that. Right. I don't believe that the time away is worth the revenue output. And you and I have had a couple of conversations about this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can say that there are a lot of us out there who feel like we have to keep grinding all the time and that we have to showcase it on social media. Right. I even just (laughs) yesterday was mad at myself because I forgot to post pictures over Memorial day weekend in my stories. Um, and hi, I own an Instagram advertising company. So like you would think that I wouldn't have forgot to do that. Um, but I was so present. My son was, we were on Memorial day. We were like playing in a lake in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana, and like just having the best time. And I just forgot to do it. Right. Um, I'm just proud of making that decision as a wife and as a mom and as a business owner. And also I'm proud of taking less to be able to support others so that, yeah, I can have less time in the day to day, if that makes sense. Um, meaning totally. like, I only want to work four to six hours a day and the four to six hours a day that I work, I'm doing this. I'm talking to people who I just could talk to all day, right? Because that's where I want to spend my time and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I'm okay with the fact that maybe my salary is a little bit less, or maybe the P and L doesn't look quite as good as I want it to, but guess what? I get to hire people. I get to support people. I get to be a great mom. I get to be a great wife. Right. And we have, to your point, we have more than we need. And there's so much gratitude in all of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think about if you go, you know, your comment on, um, you know, specifically on social media, right? Like it's like, we all see these things out there and, um, you know, we, we obviously will talk a little bit more about social media and the power of it, but um, the, the thing to understand is this, from my perspective is, is like, we see ourselves and and I'm not gonna, I'm not discounting men on this, but as a mom (laughs) for the moms out there, um, it's really hard, right? It's really hard not to, as business owners, not to always be running 
at 400%. It's really hard to be like, oh, you know, I, I, I have to have my phone here. I mean, my kids are on my, you know, <laughs> my boys on my, on my, my phone, they're in the background. Like my kids are my most important thing, you know, and my, and my marriage, and my husband, but you know, at some, sometimes I forget that they're the most important thing. And sometimes if I'm like, oh, if I don't answer this email, or don't answer this text, or don't answer this phone call, like it's going to impact the ripple effect can be massive. And the reality is sure. Um, that could happen, but I've also come to recognize that if that one person, if I don't respond in that second and I am present with my children eating dinner, for example, mm-hmm. and they can't get me in that moment and, and they, and I don't respond within, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes, then maybe they're not the right fit for me hundred percent to be working with. And I think there's a lot of like, that's another freeing moment, right? There's a 40% you can't control. And then there's a freeing moment where it's like, you know what? Actually, I, I am a mom and they are my number one priority. Um, and I have a lot of like, you want to talk about guilt in the past? Like I have a lot of guilt with my kids. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't really remember my, my youngest, um, being a toddler because I was working so hard, um, at building my business. And, you know, I think my kid took my, his first step without me and I don't, I wasn't there. Um, now everybody liked me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and so I can feel guilty about that, or I can just make an adjustment, right? Like anything else, right. In, in life, like I'm always like, okay, how do we get better? How do we make an adjustment? How do I improve the flywheel? You know, I didn't, I was fully present with my kids, um, this Memorial day weekend because I, I wanted to be, um, because they are young and because, you know, they're 10 and eight. So even, my, uh, 10 year old, he turned 10 this, this, um, in January and I'm a big snow skier. Um, and I was like, called the school and I was like, his name's Bowen. I said, Bowen has an appointment. Okay. First, I never lie. <laughs> the appointment was with me. And I was like, because I was sitting at my desk, it was like, I was going to take him out half day and take him skiing. Cause we live pretty close to ski mountains. And, um, my, I was like sitting at my desk and I was like super stressed. It was January. I mean, there was nothing going on. I was like, I get a deal. Like I keep my team afloat and blah, 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 you know, stressed. And my husband walked in, his name's Marty. Marty walked in and said, are you going? Like, am I loading the car with the ski stuff? What's going on? And I was like, I just don't know. And he's like, you have eight more opportunities with him to do this. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you want to talk about a sobering moment, Michelle, like where like, I like, feel it now, like tears in my eyes. I was like, forget it. And I completely walked away. You know, I had a call that I missed that day that probably could have potentially could have turned into a deal, whatever. You know, I had a moment I had, I had, I had, it was even four hours, but the guilt that I felt like just even walking away from my business, sometimes it's hard because the other thing that we have to remember as entrepreneurs, especially as women, you know, we, 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 we are mothers to these children, you know, potentially we birth them into the world or we adopt them into our world, but we also birth our businesses. And it's really emotional. I think for women sometimes to be like, this is my business. Like I birthed this, like I grew this, I grew my PNL from this to this, you know, I built my team from this to this. I created my business. I have these amazing relationships. I've, you know, I'm proud of my team. I'm constantly getting better, whatever it is, your story is, but it's, there's a birthing moment to that. And so it's like hard for people to, um, step away. I was talking to a, an amazing producer and really good dear friend of mine. 
Um, and, um, I was like, well, you're struggling with this because you birthed it. You know, there's, there's a retirement moment. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, you, you birthed this business. You've birthed the business. You've, you've nurtured the business. You've grown the business from, from, you know, adolescence into basically like adulthood. And now it's time for you to go move on. And so she was like, oh my God, I never thought of it that way. But that's truly like, you know, she could connect to that because she's a mom too. Right. So I think as, uh, you know, truly as women, sometimes we do, uh, struggle with that a lot. (laughs) I I mean, it's hard to do all the things, honestly. Yeah. It's Um, hard to do it. It's hard to do all the things and you need to be super present for your kiddo because, um, you know, at, at the end of the time whenever that time is for you. And that's the other thing we don't know or control. And as you age, that becomes more and more prevalent Mm -hmm. and obvious. You just don't know. And like, is my, is my kid going to remember? He's like, mom, put down your phone. My youngest always says that to me, mommy, put down your phone. I'm like, yep. Okay. Gotcha. You know, (laughs) is he going to remember that? Or is he going to remember us like playing? He loves to golf. So like, is he going to remember us playing golf? together or is he going to remember us like going on a walk together or riding our bikes like he's gonna remember that I hope so I'm trying to pour more of myself into that yeah I mean my husband my husband and I are really active in the fitness industry like my husband works for the military and um is a strength and conditioning coach for the guys who do the best ranger competition so anyone who knows the military Mm -hmm. knows that it's called BRC but it's truly like the olympics of the army Um, it's a three day competition with zero sleep. They literally live off MREs that they have to like chow down in between events and it's three days straight. So just on day number one, I think they ran on foot over 45 miles. Most of it was with 60 to hundred pounds on their back. And most of it was in the middle of the night, um, with no lights, um, (laughs) on top of having to like shoot and not miss because that's part of how they get scored and yada, yada. Anyway. So my husband is their coach, right? So teaching them and training them both mentally and physically is a huge part of it. But, um, when my husband gets home, it's important for me to also go out and take care of me. Right. Because I've been an athlete most of my life. I started competitively swimming at four swam all Mm -hmm. through college, um, was an elite level CrossFitter for six years. And then, um, decided to go transition into the Olympic weightlifting world, meet my husband. And then here we are four years later. Um, but one of where I go with that and why all I I kind of preface all of that is, you know, you were talking about golf and you were talking about skiing and it's like, just even sitting here thinking about Knox and I, like, what is that for Knox and I? And it's, he goes into the gym and he air squats. He does burpees with me. He does push-ups. Like the kid is not even 21 months old. And he's like mimicking everything that I do. Right. And I was doing bench press the other day and I'm, I'm short. So I was doing bench press with like my knees up on the bench Um, And he laid down on his back and was like pushing his arms up in the air with no weight, um, but just mimicking everything. And I had like that moment where I thought to myself, I'm going to miss this so bad. And I just want to freeze it. Um, And I have a lot, like I've structured personally, I've structured my work day around my son, right? Like I only work for the most part during the core part of the day when my son is asleep right? Like I will take a phone yeah. call here and there if I have to. Um, but I right. work very early in the morning and I work in the middle of the day. And then I work a little bit when my husband gets home so that my husband and Knox can have time alone. Um, but the social media aspect of this, cause I don't want to forget a huge part yeah. of why this, why this brought us together in the first place, because 
I, I like you, we're not the only ones in our space that do what we do. Point blank. Right. Right. There's, there's lots of other women that are mortgage originators. There's lots of other uh, female social media organization owners. Um, I think you could probably name five or six right off the top of your head. And um, hopefully I'm one of those five, but you get my point. Um, There are, there are a lot of us and it becomes very difficult when you try to compare your life or what your Mm -hmm. business is doing to someone else's life when they are in a different phase of life. And I think that that's an important thing to to talk about. Um, I don't know if you're a Mel Robbins fan, but Mel Robbins had did a podcast Mm -hmm. where she, where she talked about this specific thing. She said, our world is so full of this person posted that they're building this house and look at what they put, look how big of a house they're building, (laughs) but look at this house that I'm building. And well, they have a pool, but I didn't, I didn't get a pool. Right. Or, oh my gosh, their, their entire house is pottery barn. Well, I'm building a house, but guess what? I can't afford pottery pottery barn in my entire house. Right. And you have like Mm -hmm. this big giant thing of everyone's trying to be better than everybody else or more concerned about the grass is greener over there. Um, when in reality, like if you look at, let's just hypothetically call Jane, another Instagram marketing individual, right? Jane has two adult teenagers that are in school all day long. So guess what? She can work 10 hours a day, right? I have a 21 month old who doesn't go to daycare because I have made that decision as a mother, right? And I am home all day alone. So I have to structure my day around him and I've made that choice. Um, And with that recently, very recently, and I'm very excited to say this publicly, um, but very recently I have made the decision of, I'm not sorry if my son ends up on Zoom with me, right? (laughs) I'm not sorry if you can hear Miss Rachel in the background while I'm on a sales call with somebody because that is awesome. And you said it, you're like, you said it, you said it perfectly. I could not have said it better of like, if that person's not okay with hearing my, I call him my pterodactyl because he'll just be running around like making noises. But like, if you're not okay with the fact that my little pterodactyl is running around in the background because I work from home and my son is here, you're not for me. Right. That's right. Totally. Yeah. I mean, this is life. I mean, I homeschooled my kids for two years during the pandemic. First year was like, whatever it had to happen. And the second year was accidental. And so we could travel and everything. But I mean, even just like, like a week ago, both one kid was climbing under my desk. My other kid was behind my camera on the other side of this camera and mouthing at me. And like, they're pulling on me. And I am like, I am on a, I am being interviewed like this. And I am like spot on. I get off the call and I'm like, you guys stop doing that. (laughs) But, you know, honestly, if they would have jumped up or something, it's just like, this is my life. These are my kids. Um, It makes me human. It makes you human. You know, the social media thing, here's the deal. Um, You know, I had an, 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 a massive allergic reaction to social media. I think I will do this, right? Um, Personally. And I use the word the allergic reaction because that's truly how I felt. I felt really... um I felt really like vulnerable. I felt like it was like really fake. I felt like all I was doing was looking at it and like comparing myself to the degree of which I like just deleted it off my phone. You, if you, if you, <laughs> if you Google me, like that doesn't appear to be the case anymore. Um, but it's not because I like stopped. I took a bunch of Benadryl and I stopped having an allergic reaction. I still do. Um, I have an allergic reaction personally sometimes because I'm like, you know, I'm human. 
I can see like, it's like, oh, you know, like if you want to talk about your example of this house, the house or what people have or whatever they're showing, it's easy to get sucked into that. It's easy to see your quote unquote for you, like your competitors, like maybe speaking at this event, you're not speaking at that. Who cares? They're in different phases of their life. And honestly, that's where we talk about the, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's like, you have to really like understand like why you do what you do, who you are, where you're at. You know, I'm on, I'm on social media because I am a, I'm a, I'm a good marketer. My background is in software. I've run um, global sales teams, global marketing teams, product development teams, product management teams. I mean, I understand business. Um, And so I was like, oh, I get it. Like, and I wrote down all the business reasons why I needed to have a digital presence. And that far outweighed my like personal allergic reactions. I have an allergic reaction to it personally, because I think kids get bullied on it. It bothers me. I have an allergic reaction to it because I think that, you know, sometimes there are people out there who, you know, purposely post things that, that are, um, you know, uninclusionary and like, like did the dis, disinclude others or are, yeah, like there's a lot of reasons I have a, you know, an allergic reaction to it emotionally and personally from a business perspective, I get it, you know, but I also have personas like in my social media, I am a mom. I'm not going to hide that. I am a mom. Um, you know, I, I am a wife. I am a, like, I care about myself. You know, I, I try to treat my body with respect. Um, do I grab a piece of pizza? Like we were just talking about between calls sometimes. Yes, because I'm starving and I have 10 seconds. Sometimes I have a green smoothie. If I'm lucky, that's been sitting here for an hour that I'm going to drink after we get off this call and go to my next one. But, you know, it's, 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 um, I'm also a coach, right? I, I am an originator in this space. I'm, I, I have a team. I want to grow my team. Like I have a lot of personas of who I am. And so I really try to segment what that looks like and what that means on social, because I want people to know me, um, as me. Now, do people intimately know me? Very few. I'm a very private person. I become more and more private as I've aged and the world that we're in, like, I'm really private. Like sometimes people are like, Oh, I, where, where, like, (laughs) I used to be a lot more like open. And I think I've just become more private and that's okay too. Um, that's not to say I'm like, you know, not transparent. I'm very transparent, tell the truth always. But my point to this is, is, you know, sometimes it's easy to just compare yourself to others. And I think social media makes it really easy to do that. Um, and I think that can be, you can sit in that moment at 2 a.m. when you're like not sleeping because you're worried about your business or your kids or your whatever. It doesn't matter. Like whatever you're concerned about. I mean, I have those moments and I'm like scrolling through social media. I'm like, oh, and you can have a moment of comparison um, because the reality is the social media makes it very accessible. Everybody's like life can story can be out there to what they want to show you. Right. Um, to what they want to portray. And um, you can have a moment of of being like, oh, I see that, or oh, I wasn't included in that, or oh, why was I invited to speak on stage, or oh, why wasn't I blah blah blah, the, whatever it is. Um, but you know what you need to do? Stop, because that's 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 the that's the thief taking away the joy of who you are and what you are for. Um, so social media can 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 cause challenges with that. I think it can cause, you know, that inner voice coming out. It can cause Uh, mental health issues with people like we've talked about before. Um, And those are kind of my allergic reactions to it personally, where I'm like, you know what, let's use it as a platform of empowerment. 
let's use it as a platform of being, you know, business oriented people and being real. Um, and, you know, let's, let's, uh, stop comparing yourself to other people because it's, it's really not worth it. But it's also, it's also exhausting. And I think that's, that's the last piece to this that I feel like needs, needs a moment on its own, which is mental health is a huge conversation. Um, I Mm -hmm. personally have, have dealt with postpartum depression quite heavily and, um, and that's one of those things that I'm very open about because I think the world needs to, to hear that that happens. Right. And I know women especially have gotten better at showcasing that they have those moments and that they're experiencing those things. Um, but more importantly with that, the people I have chosen to spend my time around are the ones who are willing to show how they're walking through it. Um, or in this case, in the entrepreneurial world, the, the people who are willing to show up and say, these are my boundaries. This is what I do. And this is what I don't do. Right. Like saying that I only Mm -hmm. travel once a month to speak, like if you want to be the one that I get to say yes to, you better have a good offer. Right. Um, and that's kind of what it is. Um, because I think mental health as damaging as social media can be to it. I also think that there's a flip side to it because, you know, the saying goes, who are your six? Um, I think we even talked (laughs) about this at Cindy's event, but like, who are the six that you spend your time with? Right. And, and half of those, at least for me are other women who are successful in their own right. Maybe they're not in our space, um, but they're successful. They're focused on moving forward in their life. And guess what? Most of them have all had children and have had severe postpartum depression. And we yeah. call it grit and grace in my organization. We're huge on those two words, right? Like you have to have grit and you have to have the ability to give yourself grace. So on one hand, mental health is an issue with social media. And I truly believe that it is those, the cyberbullying situation that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my kid ha- has never even seen an iPad and will not ever see one unless it's like mandatorily required at the school he goes to, which very likely won't ever happen because the choice of school is up to me. Right. Um, so I have, I have made that decision to keep my child off of any form of technology because I think a lot of parents and I might get some heat for this, but I think a lot of parents use it as a coping mechanism to parenting. It's like an excuse to not parent. Um, and that's, Mm -hmm. that doesn't sit well with me. Um, but where I'm going with that is mental health as a whole, right? Cyberbullying yeah. is an issue. Talking about politics is an issue. Not being inclusive is an issue. You have all of these things that are issues. And then we have mm-hmm. the flip side of that, right? We have the opportunity to connect with others that we otherwise wouldn't have because there yeah. are those who are willing to be vulnerable. And it's up to us in our state to choose yeah. who we sit with, like who is in our front row. Yeah. Um, I don't totally. know if you've ever seen the saying, have you ever read the the quote of like, who sits in your front row? It's like this big, long poem type story. And no, I don't know exactly if you wrote it. Google it. No, I have yeah. it upstairs. I have it in my, um, in a portfolio thing that I got my senior year of graduating or when I graduated from Rutgers, my senior year of swimming, um, it was a gift and I have it, but, um, who sits in your front row is a choice, right? And I think yeah. social media gives you the choice. You have the opportunity to hit the follow button you also have the opportunity to say, I don't want to see more content like this. And so I think it comes to, are you strong enough, which not everybody is. And that's why we need psychology and therapists. And that's why we need all of these things that I think are so important. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it is a choice who sits in your front, yeah. who is that person that you spend time scrolling, even if it's to your point at two in the morning. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think um, there is a lot of, you know, it's funny, my my best friend, um, Grit and Grace is uh, something that she talks about all the time too. So I love that you say that. Um, you know, I think that the, the ability to use any media, right. Just like we're doing now to be authentic and transparent, to be real. Um, postpartum is, is, is a, is a major, um, problem in, in our country because it's, it's oftentimes, I think it's getting better because of social media and other, you know, awareness mechanisms and components out there, media out there. Um, but it is, it is a, you know, thing we need to talk about. We also need to talk about mental health as a whole, you know, as I, you know, I struggled with postpartum with my first child. I I didn't know what that was. I think we talked about this. Like I had no idea, but, um, you know, I, I, I came out of that fog, fortunately, but I didn't know that I was in it really. And honestly, and even sometimes as, you know, I'm a middle-aged woman now, I mean, I turned 46 this year and um, I'm closer to 50 than I am <laughs> to my thirties. Um, you know, and my husband says, you got eight more chances with this, with your oldest, like there's mental health components to that too. Like I have a lot of my friends are middle-aged and um, kids are aging out of the houses. And, you know, I have friends in this business who are retiring, who are struggling with mental health, you know, so we have to be, we can use social media as a way and a cue to be real. We can use it as a way to research. Um, we can use it as a way to, uh, to have access to information, um, to connect with people who potentially are feeling the same way to as, as an outlet. And you're right, we can unfollow and unsubscribe, um, and disengage with those that maybe don't serve us. It's the same thing in business, right? So if that client of yours needs to talk to you at like six o'clock at night and it's now, 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 now. And like, you're like, no, I'm, I'm with my kid, like, sorry. And they decide that you're not good enough. And they go to your competitor then they're not the right fit for you because they really don't truly align with your core values of who you are. I've spent a lot of time on core values. I know my core values. I've, I've worked hard on it the last several years, like really hard. It's kind of like the next, as I'm growing up again, like it's one thing I'm really clear about. It's my filter mechanism and who I engage with. It's my filter on who I hire. It's my filter on what I do. It's my filter on, you know, thinking about my children. It's my filter on everything. Um, but I've gotten very clear with it. And as I've aged, it's become more and more apparent. And I think that, again, we can use social media for that to, uh, you know, connect. I mean, I feel like sometimes I talked to an amazing originator this morning um, who was in a different state that was just, it was just a 15 minute conversation and phenomenal woman, phenomenal. Um, but she's like, I feel like I know you. And I was like, well, tell me, tell me more. And I knew exactly where she was going. I was like, tell me more about that. And she was like, I mean, I've just been following you on social and I really feel like I know you. And I was like, how cool is that? Like, that's pretty magical mm-hmm. that like this person in a totally different space and time and place in the country. And we just happen to be in the same industry and we happen to be females. Um, we're connected that way because we're probably, you know, it's probably like, Hey, you might know this person because we have mutual friends. She's a badass. And I'm like, cool. And she's like, I like I know you. And I'm like, tell me more because I follow you on social media and I see you every day. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Right. So, so cool. 
It's so cool. Yeah, I it got is a, the power of social. I got a fun message the other day, someone who said um, something in regards to our pod, my podcast, right? Which is also, this is like a fun project for me, getting to spend time with yeah. people like you and, and getting to have conversations that are just very authentic and very honest. Um, and even if it's, you know, in this case, this is about mental health, but I mean, I've done 44 episodes, like where we talk about a lot of things. Um, but she sent me a DM on Instagram and she just said that she has been an avid listener of the pod of my podcast. And she also took Liberty to go listen to me on other, on other podcasts. And she said, one of the things that she's the most like turned on by about what I do is that I am super blunt. I am very honest. Um, (laughs) and I'm not afraid to say just what I feel. Right. And she said by all of those three things, she felt like I had, like, she could just feel my passion, like oozing out of me from listening. And then she said, more importantly, like, thank you for being a positive light in our space. And I've screenshotted the end of it. And I sent it to my husband and I said, you know, all those days where I, I talk a big game of being like, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, I, why am I doing this sometimes? Cause some days are really, really hard. It's those messages. It's like somebody who I've yeah. literally never spoken to have no idea where she even lives. Like, cause her Instagram's not great. So I had to like, go look at her Instagram and like find out where she is. Um, and so I was like this person who doesn't know me, this person who I have no idea who she is, where she lives, how she found out about me whatsoever is an avid listener of my podcast and yeah. thinks that I'm a light in this space. Right. And you're like, Hey world, thank you for my sign. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Um, yeah. and it just feels good. And, and you're right. Like yeah. I see every video you post, I see every story you put up, um, Stacia is Stacia. And I obviously have had the, the distinct pleasure of sitting in the same room as you. And, and I would say without a shadow of a doubt, those people match. Um, and that's important in this space because a lot of it is not that case or it does not end up being that way. Um, so Stacia, my final question for you, this is an important one for me to allow people to connect with you. Um, not just because you're awesome, but really, because you're also very (laughs) good at doing loans too. Um, and lots of other things. If you guys need a mortgage coach, um, Stacia is definitely who I would recommend (laughs) without question. Um, but Stacia, where are you off to next? What's the next big thing for you? And then also how do we get connected to you so that we can kind of tap into what you're doing? Yeah. Um, you know, my goal is to build the largest virtual team this industry's ever seen. I have a background in software and technology. So AI and blockchain is coming aggressively. Um, and so I think that we as originators specifically need to be connected and kind of spiderweb over space and time. We're, we're a super antiquated industry built over a wooden desk with a stack of papers. No offense, guy listeners with a guy in a suit. Um, and we need to evolve beyond that. We haven't yet, but we will. Um, also, you know, I, I, I'm, I have a lot of, I have a lot of big things, um, kind of coming down the pipeline, passion projects, um, a book and other things I'm working on, but, um, people can follow me on social and, and reach out and connect. I also love my phone. I love talking on the phone. <laughs> School person. I'm like, I actually still leave voicemails. I'm like, hello, please call me back. Um, but you know, I think just being connected to anybody in this industry or space or, um, other women or other leaders, you know, it's just a pleasure to be, um, we're super lucky to be in the space that we're in. And, um, I'm super honored to be on your podcast, Michelle. It's been truly, truly a pleasure. And I just love that we, the universe and, and brought us together in that moment. We had such an amazing connection. So I feel equally the same about you. 
Well, I appreciate you so much. And I know for all of my listeners, this is probably one of many that Stacia and I will do over the years together as we progress through, but um, keep your eye on what she's doing on the fact that she's writing a book. I just found that out. She snuck that one in there. Um, but this woman is amazing and you guys need to dial into what she's doing. Um, but most importantly for all of you guys who are listening, if you love what you have heard today, please leave us a review. Reviews are everything. It's how we are able to keep producing content this way and keep bringing on more and more great guests just like Stacia. So reviews are very much so appreciated. But more important than that, if you guys have an idea for a guest, I would love to hear it. Please feel free to either shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me and give me an idea, right? I'm very specific to who we interview. Um, They have to be people who are using Instagram and using it well. Um, So keep that in mind. But other than that, um, thank you guys for coming and dialing into another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.